You're listening to Inside Outside Innovation, episode 31. Today, we have part two from our talk with Blood Orange founder and best-selling author, Dr. Simone Ahuja. Now, if you missed part one, I'm going to recommend that you go back and listen because it's an excellent interview. She told us about Jagad Innovation and uh, being able to innovate despite resource constraints. In part two today, she's going to share some of the incredible stories that she's seen of those entrepreneurs who began innovating within corporations, even without top-down support, and they were able to change industries and lives despite the challenges. Hi there, everyone. I'm Vicki, producer of Inside Outside Innovation. This is the podcast that brings you the latest insights uh, for people who know the most about building lean businesses, innovating within corporations, and disrupting entire industries, all doing it with passion and precision. You can connect with our team on Twitter at The IO Podcast, and you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure that you stay up to date. Now, let's get started. Simone, do you have some examples, uh, now that we've talked about what corporations can do, uh, maybe back to your bottom-up suggestion? What are some of the things that if I've got an innovative bug in me, but I'm in a large organization or I'm even in a small to mid-sized organization that doesn't have uh, the programs or doesn't have the other things going on, what are some of the first steps I can take or the keys to success that I can do so that I can uh, stay engaged and, and hopefully be a stronger entrepreneur? Well, that's a great question. The first thing the individual entrepreneur can do to get started is to follow their passion, right? That passion and purpose we were talking about. I want to share a couple of examples with you. of Two entrepreneurs I've interviewed extensively and, and one of whom I've been tracking for several years who are great examples of this. The first one is Lane Desborough. Lane Desborough was at GE helping solve the world's energy problem. And it just wasn't cutting it for him. Lane has a son with type 1 diabetes, and he's very interested in solving problems related to diabetes, and in particular, uh, blood glucose monitoring. So he ultimately went over to Medtronic and started working to solve some of these problems. Now, over time, Lane participated in international programs that allowed him to look at diabetes through different lenses around the world. Uh, at Medtronic, came back to the organization, continued his work in diabetes at the company. But on the side, what he was doing is engaging online with a group of parents who emerged with a product themselves that allowed for remote blood glucose monitoring. So. Lane's son at the time was pre-adolescent, and blood glucose monitoring is really important uh, for so many reasons, and it has to be monitored really closely. And at the time, all that existed were these sort of clunky systems that were very expensive and couldn't be, let's say, tracked on your smartphone. That meant his son was kind of tethered to his parents in a way and tethered to these monitoring systems which, as you can imagine, if you're 11 or 12, would be really challenging. So what he did was got in line with these folks who were also parents of children with diabetes, for the most part, or people with diabetes in their life, who really wanted to find a way to make blood glucose monitoring remotely more simple. 
And they just did that. Together they did this in their off time. A lot of these folks, Lane may have had some expertise, but a lot of these folks weren't experts. They were just highly driven, highly empathetic individuals. And ultimately, they came up with a solution called Night Scout. And Night Scout was just some pretty simple sensors and some uh, open source software that you could use for free to remotely monitor blood glucose levels. Now, this wasn't regulated. It wasn't FDA approved, and their support was a Facebook page. (laughs) But the solution, right? I mean, it's amazing, right? And their um, kind of battle cry and their hashtag is, pound, we are not waiting, which I find so fundamental. And I find this so, this underlines what's happening all over the world today. People are not willing to wait for corporations and universities and governments to solve their problems anymore. And they solve their own problems. And interestingly, uh, Lane presented this solution to uh, folks at Medtronic. And by and large, it seems that you know, when you have a high-margin product, if any corporation had a very high-margin uh, product that takes care of something, and then something else comes along that's essentially free or very low cost, it might be really hard to think about introducing that as a part of your business model because yeah. you don't have one that supports it, right? You don't have something that supports, let's say, education or a freemium model or a subscription model. That requires an entirely different design of your system rather than just introduction of a new product that can be sold through distributors and sales folks and so on, right? Oh, absolutely. What did they end up doing? So ultimately, Medtronic uh, wasn't interested in the product. Uh, Lane left and formed his own company uh, with some folks who have, one person has extensive background uh, with a, a World Juvenile Diabetes Foundation, another is an entrepreneur, and they now have their own company called Bigfoot. Bigfoot Biomedical, and companies like Medtronic are paying attention now. But that's the risk to the company. If they don't pay attention right away, uh, if they don't pay attention and understand that they have to quickly sometimes adapt to bi- adapt their business model to consumer needs, they'll lose the Lane Desros. They'll lose the entrepreneurs of the world. So that's an example where corporate entrepreneurship was a huge win for the diabetes community but it was a huge loss for the company uh, where that person was working initially. That's a great story. That's a great example. Um, I have one other example I'd love to share with you. So, you know, of, of these entrepreneurs who are kind of hacking away at the edges of corporations, you know, on their own time because they're because they're deeply motivated, and and the things they're noticing are still directly aligned with the initiatives of the company. Um, I talked with a scientist named Valanda Addis. She works at L'Oreal, and she is Haitian-American, and she grew up on the East Coast. And one of the things she talked about was coming of age as a teenager, she and some of her peers who had uh, darker complexions noticed that a lot of makeup didn't suit their skin tone. And everything that they tried, even if it was so-called four darker skin tones would appear to be really ashy. And mm-hmm. now she's in a position as a scientist at L'Oreal to say, listen, L'Oreal, um, this, is a, this is a big need around the world. We have to start paying attention to this. And 
What interestingly, L'Oreal responded in a in a fairly positive way, but it was sort of a graduated approach. While she wasn't given necessarily a team, she was given access to labs. And Bolanda Aras recruited her own team, which I find phenomenal, who worked tirelessly, other scientists, on this issue because they were also plagued by this as teenagers and even as adults. Why don't we have the products that make sense for us? We're not the only people who have this problem. And so together, they didn't have a research budget, so they would tag on to... Um, different roadshows that were already existing within the company. They would, you know, a bunch of people sleep in one hotel room. I mean, these folks were, were very dedicated. They would actually collect the data, and they ultimately they identified uh, something that already existed in cosmetics but wasn't used often because it was hard to work with that could get rid of that kind of ashy tone that you find in a lot of foundations that are have a darker um, pigments in them. But ultimately, they created something that became used by L'Oreal, recognized by them. This became much more uh, fundamental to the approach of L'Oreal as they understand they have more and more international business. They have people with skin tones of all colors all over the world. And so she, this individual, became a driver of something much bigger, solving this problem for people all over the world. But she did it through things, a lot of things she already had. She did it through her own, A, experience, passion, and purpose. She did it through uh, high technical knowledge that she holds. She was able to enlist other scientists to help her, so the people that she already knew, and then leverage some of the existing resources without necessarily adding cost for her company, which is pretty phenomenal. So ultimately, she had greater support and more formal support by the company, but she had just the right amount of support to get going and fundamentally change some product lines within the company. I, I, I love Simone again. It, it, that's a beautiful illustration of, of how it's the shift in mindset, like you said, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. really, what do I have at my disposal? Not, oh, we can't do this because I don't have these things around me. As well as uh, both great examples of following their passion, right? If it was just a project exactly. assigned to them and they didn't really care, care about it, uh, Chances are they wouldn't have continued to persist and, and been as, as scrappy or frugal uh, as, as they're working through it. Corporations then might ask, well, if we don't control them, how do we do this? And there is a framework. There is a methodology. There is a specific approach to do this. It's just not the same one that you're already using. Uh, it's one that takes in consideration these aspects of mindset and culture it's one that has a loose framework in mind, and it's one that creates the right level of, of support. And it is different from an innovation program. So it can be done. It can be even scaled up, and I'll share examples of that in my book as well. That's excellent. That's a good segue that. into it. Um, again, what is the title of the book, Simone, and uh, when can we hope to see it uh, on shelves? So the book is anticipated 2017. It's tentatively titled Disrupt It Yourself, Hacking the Corporation to Make It Fast, Fluid, and Frugal. Okay. Is it Disrupt It Yourself? Is that an intentional play on DIY? It is indeed DIY, Disrupt It Yourself. I like it. That's good. Simone, anything else uh, that our listeners uh, should know about you or the work uh, that would help them be uh, better corporate innovators or internal entrepreneurs? Sure. I blog about this semi-regularly on hbr.org. 
Uh, and I'm always ha- happy to talk to people directly. So they can reach out to me on Twitter at Simone Ahuja or on email Simone at blood-orange.com. Uh, and I'd be happy to talk to anybody about their corporate entrepreneurship. I've heard you are a phenomenal speaker uh, at events. So, so not only someone who understands the execution, but also someone who'd be even more excited to consider the cultural changes and shifts that are needed to be able to actually start to execute uh, on innovation kind of widespread across the organization. Thanks, Josh. I appreciate that. And that, you know, that's a fun way to get started is sometimes just come in have a talk with people, get them inspired, and get them kind of nodding their heads. Like, yes, that's how I feel. What can I do? How do I do this? How can my company help me? Uh, so, so, yeah, we do that often. I like to do a lot of uh, uh, keynotes and talks with, with clients, and I'm always happy to do that. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Simone. It's been an honor to have you on here. Uh, we wish you the best of the luck with the new book. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. That wraps up another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. A big thank you to Simone for taking a part in our show, and thank you for listening. We'd love to connect on Twitter and iTunes, or on our website, insideoutside.io. If you've got a topic you'd like to hear about, let us know, and we'll definitely try to answer your questions. In the meantime, go out and innovate.